It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Ears Up Podcast. This is uh, for one of our shows for November, uh, but as the Spanish say, Noviembre. Noviembre. Is that what they say? Well, they say a lot of words, but mainly... <laughs> That's one of them. When speaking about the months, they say Noviembre. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't take Spanish. I don't know. Really? What did you take in school? Sign language? <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. took I took that in uh, seventh grade, and and I wish that they wow. They she kept just dunked it. on you, dude. You no, took it in high school. But she took it in seventh grade. Well, yeah, that's true, but it wasn't a dunk because I I wanted to keep going, and they didn't offer it. Oh, mm. well, once you know all the letters, it's kind of like that's, no, it's no, not it's the not. letters. There's like there's words. words. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, I <laughs> uh, I I I was. Uh, this may not surprise anybody in this room, but one time in elementary school, I was put in the corner. What? what? <laughs> As a behavioral thing. it ain't so. Um, and there was a um, sign language chart with the alphabet. Okay. So I took it upon myself to learn the alphabet. Okay. And then uh, that following weekend, I had a little league game, which I hated doing sports. I hated doing sports. Hated it. Again. Did huh? it for six years. <clears throat> hated it. My I didn't dad know you forced played baseball for six years. Baseball, soccer. Really? Yes, terrible. Oh, I hated every second of it. Wow, okay. It was awful. Okay. Um, and then I distinctly remember going up to bat and having some kid in the dugout go, well, this is an easy out, like on my team. Oh, rude. And so I signed the F word at him. Nice. Like I, I put the bat down on my way from the batter circle to the plate, and I took the time. I'm not going to say it to you. I'm going to sign it at you. Right. You signed the letters? Yeah. You know, there's... They just invented it. There's a hand, but there's a hand signal. <laughs> does the same thing. Well, look. All right. Everyone would have known what that was, right. and then he would have gotten in more trouble. He could have done the one from Friends. The uh, what is oh, it? Yeah. yeah, Friends wasn't around. Oh, that's true. <laughs> when I was like eight, that's a good point. I was what 86, 87, 80, 85? Sure, dude. I'm just trying to figure it out. No. Oh. Okay. Eighty five. Let's 85? say. Let's go with eighty five. Okay. When Friends started. No, when he was no, eight years old. No, when he was eight years oh, old. Oh, right. wow, really? I was like almost two. Show. Uh, <laughs> we have a good show today, of course. Um, we have uh, a member of the Rex member, I suppose, of the Disney College program on the line here. We'll get her on a little bit. Her name is Brittany. It's a friend of Terrence's, I believe. Uh, yeah, she's a listener, too. Loves the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. I'm excited to talk about that because we do have a lot of people, you know, similar age group that maybe want to do that. So we'll learn more about that. We have a movie review from Taryn. Mm-hmm. To do. What movie did you do, Taryn? Uh, the Adventures of Ichabod Crane and, no, Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane. Nice. Mr. That's Toad cool. and Ichabod Crane. Is it like a dual feature or something like that? It is. No, it is Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. I think it goes in that order. I think so, yeah. Because I was very... I'll explain, but I was very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's cool. And then uh, I've talked to you guys about it before, or at least I've mentioned it, but uh, I did an interview oh. um, uh, for uh, a Business Insider podcast. <coughs> um, Sounds like a big deal. Called Homeward Bound, 
or something like that. I don't know what it was called. I used to love that movie. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that was a, I liked that movie. And that just came out, and I was really excited about it. And then I listened to it, and it was the worst piece of garbage I'd ever heard in my entire life. Um, so I'm going to do about 20 minutes on that, and kind of uh, basically explaining. What happened, and my my opinion on what happened, and um, basically they they took a lot of what I said out of context, and uh, through the power of editing, made me sound like a complete tool. Yes, <laughs> um, you're like the entire tool. I think box. that was actually, yeah. I think that was actually how I described it to you. I was like, "Wow, you sound like a tool." <laughs> uh, but the beauty of it is that they asked me to record the audio to record the interview, right. so I have the audio, mm-hmm. uh, and I can play it. Nice. Perfect. So I'm gonna play it. Right. I, I took. I have eight clips. Okay. Uh, they used 15, maybe 10 seconds of my audio, I didn't even and know we that spoke one, about yeah. two and a half hours. So uh, that just tells you right there, you can't get two and a half <laughs> hours of, of interview distilled down into 10 seconds and have any form of context. You, exactly. you just can't do it. Exactly. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Maybe do some Disney news. I don't know. There's some cool stuff to talk about, and um, you know what you're gonna do. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It'll be a good time. Uh, you can find us on social media, all over the social media places. Uh, any feedback on the show goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions, guest suggestions, things to stop doing. I don't know. Goes to Terrence. Uh, you can say hi, hi to Bev and anything else comes to me, Jason, at earsup-podcast.com. Um, blah blah blah. Support us. Do all the things. Steal your friends' phones and subscribe to us. That'd be great. Um, and then rate us. And then rate us. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, um, our fifth anniversary show. I've already had to bump up our uh, bandwidth allotment oh. for the month three times this what? month. Wow. Excuse wow. Me, that's terrible uh, muting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. So people are, it is by far, I should just check the numbers right now. I think so far, it's our second most popular show. Wow. That's amazing. That we've ever done. Wow. People actually sat and listened to five hours of us. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, they maybe listened to two and a half, but they, (laughs) but they downloaded it. They made an effort. All right. (laughs) And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We, uh, you know, we tried real hard. Tried kids. Uh, That's crazy. I'm going to look at it right now because I'm just curious. I think I sound terrible. Like, you sound good. You're set, like your Do voice? I? You're you looking fine. good. Yeah. You're looking nice. I like your shirt. My shirt's pretty good, Dude, right? Your shirts are so good. I know, right? Thank you very much. Um, let's see if I can figure and this awful. out. <laughs> well, yeah, they're both awful. <laughs> it's it's absolutely terrible, but it's also just glorious. Well, so they're like Hawaiian shirts, uh, but they're Halloween themed. They're so good. Well, I'll tell you what, free plug, creepycompany.com. If you like Halloween as much as I do, uh, go there. They're actually having a, a sale right now. Wait, oh, that's for November. That's right, October. Let's go October here. I know it's super interesting radio, but I'm <laughs> I'm very very curious. Yeah, dude, it is. Uh, it more than doubled um, the highest show for last month. I'm not going to tell you because wow. uh, look, if you want my numbers, you got to you know pretend to it's um, proprietary information. Pretend to sponsor the show. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> uh, Taryn, do we have any feedback? We do, actually. Let's do some feedback here, please. Okie dokie. Uh, so, the first one. Um, hey, ears up. I've been a regular listener ever since being fascinated by 
your interview with Mr. Fight of the White Rabbits. I've gone back and listened to quite a few archival episodes as well, with the primary selection motif being any episode with a Spectro Time segment. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to listen to the show. I agree. Okay. Yeah, right now. And then he branches. I'm not offended. <laughs> no, me either. And then he branches out from there. <laughs> In the latest episode, which I would rate a strong seven, but you didn't ask. No. No. (laughs) You mentioned Uh. that some listeners thought the fifth anniversary show was your best to date. This is very timely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might agree. It moved quickly and was packed with... uh, You might agree. (laughs) might agree. (laughs) With edutainment. Shout out to the original Epcot. Uh, especially in the segments with Kyle, the former Imagineer. Mm-hmm. In particular, I had to play Kyle's Fast Pass segment for my wife, who typically doesn't like, quote-unquote, listening to people talk, or mm-hmm. or else she might be a listener, too. I took her to Disneyland for her first time when we started dating in 2013, and she was in her mid-30s. Now, after three years of marriage, we're on our third year of being annual pass holders. And honestly, if it weren't for Fast Pass, she probably wouldn't have gone a second time. Before Max Pass and before they closed the DCA loophole, we were eagerly cro- we would eager- eagerly cross back and forth between the parks twice as often as we do now to load up on fast passes at, at each gate. So I think what he means is before they shut that off, where you could really only get one at a time. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Max Pass, we're at least less stressed out and can breathe a bit more while our, while we're on our way to get her a Michelada <laughs> with Modelo, not Pacifico. So sure, we're monthly payment annual pass uh, APs and we use max pass and I guess that means we make the park worse but damn it they offer things so we're going to use them <laughs> right yeah I uh, you know yeah don't feel bad no that's for sure everybody else is doing it uh, lastly in this episode Taryn mentioned she hopes they don't remove Lieutenant Dan from Mission Space well, this did spawn a now legendary Gary Sinus bit from Jason. <laughs> uh, I must regretfully inform you that he has, in fact, already been replaced. Oh, no. However, Gina Torres does a fine job in his stead. But does she sound like this? <laughs> I'm Gary Sinus. Well, is oh my god, my side hurt. The food cart. <laughs> I had literally forgotten uh-huh. all about, about this. Yeah, me too. And then I read it. And I was like, oh, legendary. Cool. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, thanks for the hours, Spencer in Oakland. You're welcome, Spencer in Oakland. Oh, Oaktown. Oaktown oh, representing. Uh, the next one. Representing uh, what, Terry? <laughs> What's he Oak- representing? Oakland. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Duh. Maybe he's not from Oakland. It said from well, maybe he lives in Oakland, but maybe he's not born in Oakland. So maybe he wants to represent born and raised in Paris, Texas. Okay. Oh, Next wow. feedback. Moving on. Next feedback is from Brent. Your churro shirts have incredible powers. Your churro shirts have incredible powers, Brent. I think he's being nice. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, we were at Magic Kingdom in Disney World and asked to purchase one pumpkin-filled churro. Oh. The cast member came back with three different churros and said they were free because she liked our Bro, shirt. can this happen to me? Wait, like what? <laughs> the know. shirts have almost paid for themselves in churros. This yes. has happened to, to more than one person, more than yes, Brent. I know. It's never happened to, to your boy here. Okay, there was a chicken line for churros. A chicken line? A, ch- a chick. A, a lady. Oh, I, 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 heard, I heard, sorry. There was a female in line for Never churros who saw, who saw my churro shirt and was like, oh my God, I need your shirt. And I was like, oh yeah, churroshirt.com. And then I got in line and the lady behind there was like, yeah, your shirt's great. That'll be four seventy five. <laughs> oh man. Well, good for him. Good for Brent. Yeah. Whatever. Brent? 
Okay. You should take that $5 you saved. Sign up on Patreon.com slash Ears Up. <laughs> Finger guns. There you go. Oh All right, go ahead, please. Uh, last one here. We've got... Um, Hi, Ears Up crew. Hi, Bev. Hi. I wanted to reach out on a couple of things. One, I know I'm slow on the feedback for this, but can I blame But can I blame Mom Brain? Yes. I wanted to share something that I always like to do when I'm in the park. Every time I visit, I try to get the name of a cast member that I've seen go above and beyond for no reason other than that they're awesome at their job. Sometimes it's as simple as DJ, the guy doing character voices outside Monsters, Inc., or Ben, the photo pass photographer that saw me taking pictures of my ear hats for my wedding announcements, offered his skills and took the pictures on my phone so I wouldn't be obligated to buy them. I then stop by City Hall or send an email to Disney when I get home pointing out these people. Each person gets a copy of the feedback to keep and a copy gets put into their personal files. Huh. It's a small way that I feel like I can give back to the park and hopefully let cast members know that we really do appreciate them because we have all seen the way some people treat them. Yeah. I True thought that. that was a super cool idea. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. I like that. And I, I forget that you can do that, but I just... It, when I'm in Disneyland, it's all about me and how much I don't want to be there with all the many people that are there. And also, like, I, I really... <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad we have a podcast. I'm so glad I'm going to Disneyland with you next week. <laughs> That'll be great. You know it. I, I just... I think it's cool because... And I'm I'm even guilty of this in regards to Disneyland of only sending feedback when it's negative. Like, I yeah. Only, yeah. like I've only ever written in once and it was because I had a terrible experience. So... This good on you. Yeah. yeah. I, like I think it's awesome. I think we should try to do that when we're in the I park. Think we should I think so, yeah. too. We're not a single one of us is going to remember that. <laughs> I know. But Dude, well, I forgot already. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send my feedback about Gary Sinan, oh who prepared Sweet. me Stop exquisitely it. for the trip to Mars. It was very high speed. Her next point. <laughs> number two. I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure you will give us an update, but I can't wait to hear about your first experience in the parks as parents. It was terrible. I have a... I have a son just about Alice's age and a husband who can be more cynical than Jason. No, no, seriously. Did you write this in, Taryn? Sam? <laughs> and we are thinking about taking a Disney your husband? Because I want to meet him, Taryn. Trip soon. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hope to see you in the parks, Allie. Thanks, Allie. We'll let you know. It's going to be fun. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a good time. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> It'll just, okay. uh, you know. It'll be different. It'll be, yes. No one will ever doubt that it'll be different. It'll be different. He's going to have the best time. I know be he is. He doesn't realize it Watching yet. Disneyland through Alice's eyes is going to be the best thing ever. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm bringing my PS4. I haven't told Tara this, but I'm no, going to. No, you are not. Yes, because, because the kid's going to be asleep at some point. We're going to go back to the hotel because the kid will be asleep. I got Red Dead Redemption 2 to play. I mean, what you, is What that? am I going to oh, do? Bro, did you get that? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay literally nobody cares. I gotta get it. You got to get it. Well, first of all, there's no multiplayer right now, but it's coming out really? soon. Yeah, it's like later in the month. Okay. okay. But it was tough. And Bev is literally leaning forward and staring at it. The me. first one was awesome, dude. It was so It's good. a challenge. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk. Let's take this offline. Actually, let's just talk right now. Wait. So my review of Red Dead Redemption so, 2 goes oh, Bev, as follows. Bev's leaving. Oh. <laughs> All right, later. Um, also, um, in the chat, they say that you can give a cast compliment through... Uh, Disneyland Resort's Twitter at Disneyland Today, huh. and you just use the hashtag cast compliment. Oh, that's awesome. So you wow. can do it on the spot. You don't even have to go to, uh, but I wonder if it's the same, right? I wonder if it, if they get a copy mm. of it and it goes in their personal file or... Yeah. I'd rather go to City Hall and do I it I would do way, both. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
Yeah. I mean, no, I wouldn't. I would do. I would go to City Hall neither. because City Hall is cool. <laughs> and you know, now that they have all those like button stations, I guess I call them. Right. You don't even have to go to City Hall. Um, it's a lot of times they'll have a like a hostess in front of City Hall in case you just want buttons. You don't have to go in. That's true. Go into City Hall if you've never been into City it's Hall. Really cool. It's really cool. Go awesome. into City Hall. It's awesome. Yeah. And you don't want your first time going in there be because you lost your wallet or something. No. Who loses a wallet? <laughs> I, I literally can't find my wallet now, and I lost my wallet. In Disneyland. Well, and so did our Canadian friend Blobber. So there's. Uh, but mine well, got found. Well. Haha. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get Brittany on the line, huh? Yeah. Brittany, if you're listening, I'm calling. I'm going to call right now. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Got early. T- uh, before the show started, uh, Taryn was talking about something. I don't know. And she, she used the words, <laughs> I swear. Fair enough. And, and I don't know if, if this happens to anybody else. I know it happens to Terrence. That's for, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but whenever, like, certain trigger words bring up songs in my head. Yes. I don't know why. I swear is one of them. So I started going, and I swear. By the moon and the stars in the sky. How do you hit that many notes at one time? It's really hard. <laughs> I actually have an extra vocal cord. So good. That was such a beautifully terrible song. So I went to a Boys to Men concert. Boys to Men? That's not That's Boys, not Boys to, men. to Men. It's all, all for, for one. one. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah. They're all, they're all the same. Oh, then Brittany, are you there? I am here. How you doing? Did you know that that song was uh, all for all for one and not boys to men? I did not know that. So sorry. (laughs) It's okay. okay. I didn't either. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Brittany. I appreciate that very much. Well, hello. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk to you a little bit about the uh, Disney uh, college program. Uh, Is that the right word? Is that like the the actual term? Yeah, exactly. You're right. right on. Are you still in it? I am. I'm actually talking to you guys from my room in my apartment. Ooh, official yeah. Disney, like a Disney-owned apartment? Um, I believe it's not Disney-owned, but all oh, the residents wow. in this apartment complex is um, a part of the Disney College program or um, currently in a Disney professional internship. That huh. sounds like it's craziness. Yeah, is that... Because I would think like that's really cool because then you can sort of you know bond and you have like a, I don't know, like a team or you have a bunch of people that are going through the same kind of thing and you could... You know, it's like living in a normal college dorm. But then I would also think it's kind of... Uh, does it get route? Do you guys party? Let's be honest. Okay, well, from my experience, no. Mm-hmm. I've never really been that type of person, I guess okay. you could say. Um, but yeah, there are parties that go around. I'm just kind of focused on work and like the actual like internship part of the program so yeah yeah that's just my experience (laughs) are you saying that because your parents will listen to the show no actually i didn't even link them to the show (laughs) (laughs) probably smart do it after the yeah wait and see how it goes first well i might just i might just edit it together to make it sound like you're the super party girl the whole like block oh god so don't worry about that so what uh how long have you been in the uh, in the program and what are you what are you studying? So I actually just graduated from UC Davis. Um, I graduated in three years, actually. So that was nice. kind of nice. And wow. then I just went into the Disney College program and it started um, mid-August and I'll be here until January 5th. So, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. And what what made you choose the doing the Disney program, the Disney College program? Like you guys, I grew up loving Disney, and I think I either stumbled upon it through like a Facebook advertisement, or my friend was talking about it. Um, so I applied, and yeah, here I am. 
<laughs> awesome. What about the program kind of drew you to it? Besides that, it was it was Disney. Is it something that you want to do eventually? Is work for the company? Yeah, I do want to work for the company somewhere down the road, hopefully, um, in like a corporate setting, hopefully. Uh-huh. Um, but what initially drew me to the program was that I'm from the Bay Area too, mm-hmm. um, and so I just knew that. I would only be able to move to Southern California and work as a Disneyland cast member if I did the Disney College program because it's so expensive to live down here. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, why the corporate aspect? You don't want to like design trees or you know wall, brick walls or I don't know all the I other kind of stuff. Not creative at all. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking my language, I can't draw <laughs> for my life. Oh no! I think what we yeah, should do, make sure you get into acquisitions. Uh, because there's this really cool thing. There's called it's called Coveyors, and uh, <laughs> Disney might be interested in that. Yeah, I don't. You know, uh, yeah. What Terrence said. You know, I do see the churro shirts a lot, and I ask people, "Oh, hey, like, where did you get your shirt?" And they're like, "Oh, some people from Etsy." Yep, I'm like, us. oh. Uh, I was, ho- but I was hoping they would say like, "Oh, we listened to ears up." But no. oh. that's always you know? the uh, yeah. I, we so we do have an Etsy page. It's uh, you know, cover you search coveyors or search churro shirt. Like we're the only like good churro shirt out there, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I so I did that uh, what a couple years ago, I think. Taryn, we yeah. were walking around, and I actually got the the gall, the nerve to go ask someone. And I I thought the same thing, Brittany. I was and I was disappointed when they're like, "Oh yeah, I just got it online." Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of wait. There's that pause. You're like, and then they're going to bring up that they like the show. And, they, and then no one cares. No one exactly. Cares. And then I'm like, tuck on your seatbelt, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what kind of stuff do you do at the, uh, at the internship? So basically there is the working aspect and the learning aspect. Okay. Um, so for the working, I am an attractions hostess at Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so Carland. sorry for you. They're going to see you. <gasps> yeah, we're going to go on that. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go on that? Yes. yes. That's an Alice approved ride. She will love it. Actually, it's, well, you have to be 32 inches. Oh, uh, <laughs> so we can't go on it. But Alice we do have a writer switch. <laughs> Jason's like, I'm good. No, man. So, uh, yeah, does, does, uh, serious question. Does the music get to you or do you block it out? You know, when I first learned my attraction, I thought that I was going to go crazy. <laughs> and I would actually, any kind of music I would hear, I would think it's Mater's. It's kind of like having PTSD where you're just like, what is that? You know? <laughs> um but no, I've learned to tune it out. And we actually t- did have Halloween songs. Um, and actually today we switched it back to the regular songs. Um, wow. And then I think starting November 7th, that's when the holiday season starts. Nice. Um, it goes, we'll, we'll have new Christmas songs. So. Wow. Hear cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you do the, uh, the Mater's uh, thing. Do you switch at all? Or is that just your attraction for the length of the program? Yeah, exactly. So it's my attraction for the length of the program. If I did want to stay on, I could potentially learn another attraction. Um, But yeah, so they just put you at one. Um, And then there's the learning aspect. And so every college participant is required to to take one class. Um, And so right now I'm in the leadership speaking series. Mm. Um, Yeah. That sounds very corporate uh, focused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what they have, they have Disney executives and people from all over the company who come in and talk to us about their Disney journey, um, basically how they got to where they are now and um, advice that they have for us in the future. 
anything uh, uh, I don't know mind blowing or anything like life altering or, or how, any particular speakers that were just amazing. Yeah, because I would have a hard time. I don't know. Corporate speak for me is very hard to kind of get around. I mean, I get it and I understand it, but using it, there's like I have like a mental block, and I I don't know if I could <laughs> sit there and 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 go through something like that as much fun as working for Disney corporate sounds. I mean, I think it'd be really great. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that you're you're that you're taking away from it? I, I I guess what I'm asking is, do you find that it's relevant to you? Are you learning stuff? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, with all the speakers, I've gained a lot of, of knowledge actually. Well, I guess it's surprising maybe to you guys, but yeah. Um, (laughs) in terms of like staying with the company, a lot of them have advised like, Hey, you don't have to stay within the company. You can leave. And of course there's always a way back. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our, um, college participants get caught up in the fact that once you're in the company, you can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) And like, if you leave, you can't come back. Um, but so yeah, definitely like knowing that and there's opportunities out there and you're of course more than welcome to come back. You obviously have to apply and interview and all that stuff, but knowing that if you leave the company, it's not the end of your entire Disney journey. You're not blacklisted. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're not blacklisted. Sorry, Brittany, um, you're barred from the company. You can't even go to the park anymore. Why? Because you left the college program and didn't stay on. I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, just that in general career advice. Um, that's that's kind of like been the big takeaways from from all the speakers. Like sort of uh, future training, like, uh, you know, corporate life at Disney is like this. And so this is the culture and kind of just to get you situated within that sort of Disney culture. Because corporate culture can vary from job to job. And I imagine Disney corporate culture is very, I I don't know, um, loose and yet rigid at the same time, I guess. Yeah. So from what I've gotten is that it's it differs actually from each line of business. Um, for example, we just had, um, Tyler Slater who, um, manages D 23, the fan club. Um, and he was even saying that it's really, really different. Like his part of, um, like his role in the, in the Walt Disney company is completely different from, let's say like if you're over at, um, team Disney Anaheim, which is over here in the Disneyland resort. So, Mm. um, the culture is, is really different. Um, and it varies. Cool. I think that would be hard for me. Like if I worked in a in a in a cult in one of the sections that was kind of more rigid, and then I heard that someone else had much more fun, I would be like bummed out. <laughs> move over there. <laughs> I guess. Is it easy? Do you think to like to move within the company? Is that kind of the vibe you're getting? You can kind of do whatever you want as far as a, a career, or are there a lot of hoops you have to go through first and put in your time and, and get tenure and then kind of move up and around. Yeah, so um, what I've gotten so far um, from all my classes is that you do have to put in the work, you know? You have to show that you're committed. Um, that's from what I've gained that from, like, all the speakers. Other okay. people may have gotten something else, but that's what that's kind of the <laughs> feeling that I've gotten. <laughs> okay. So is this program kind of like a natural progression to possibly with, be with a company, or is it something where um, – is it more like a very competitive internship where you maybe have, say, 40 people as part of the program, and if you get four people that are good enough to stay with the company out of this, they consider themselves lucky. It's really, it's kind of like not either of those options. Okay. So what's, <laughs> it's what's weird C? Because, 
Yeah, it's weird because um, so we are regular cast members, and after the program ends, they give you an option to stay on, so you can continue your role in whatever line of business you're in. Um, and they obviously have to approve you because they wouldn't want to keep a bad worker, obviously, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they would have to approve you. Um, other people go on to apply for a professional internship, and that's different than the Disney College program um, because it's more specific to, like, a different part of the comp- Walt Disney Company. So you could be on the corporate side or you could be um, back in parks and operations and things like that. Or some people get lucky and they get a full-time position um, somewhere within the company. Um, so, yeah, it, it varies. And then, obviously, people leave as well. So, Was there, um, like, what was the application process like? What did you have to go through to get into this program? Yeah, so, um, let's see here. There's two different types of programs. There's spring and there's fall. And then within spring and fall, there's spring advantage and fall advantage. So you have to kind of pick whichever one you want to apply to. Um, the spring, I believe it starts in January and it goes until May or June. And then the spring advantage will go from January until July. I want to say I could totally get be getting those dates wrong, (laughs) but I know that it ends. It starts in January and it ends somewhere in the summer or the end of spring. Okay. Um, and then the fall begins in either, so your fall advantage, you would start in, I believe, May or June, and then you would go until January. And then if you're fall, like I am, you would start in August and then go all the way till um, January. And then that's it? Well, you have to pick whichever one you want to you want to um, apply for first. Right. And so once you do, um, applications for spring open up in September, okay. September, I want to say, and they end in that um application season ends in October and then for the fall season it opens in January and then I believe it ends um, at the end of February so you apply mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, you basically it's the same as like any application process you send in your resume and your and relevant work experience and then you kind of just have play the waiting game um, sometimes you'll get a web what's called a web-based interview right away some people may have to wait it kind of just depends on I think it's algorithms and right. um, <laughs> like a robot looking at your resume. I people have told me no, but other people have told me yes. You sound like okay. me so. with, the, with the Disney Moms panel. Oh. Yeah. I swear to God that's an algorithm. I think Google and Disney are working together on that, but uh, <laughs> the lady from the program said no. Yeah, Someone actually reviews all 5,000 applications. Because there has to be so many, especially for this uh, Disney College program. Oh my, there has to oh be... Yeah. There has to be more. I would, get, I would bet there's more applications for the Disney College program than the Moms panel. Oh, probably. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because there's the program here in Disneyland, and then there's the program in Walt Disney World. Oh, and yeah. Walt Disney World has way more participants than Disneyland oh, does. Oh, I bet. So. Okay. Um, so I want to say that it's an algorithm, but we'll see. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> That's just what I, I personally think. Yeah. So um, after that, if you get reviewed and you're offered a web-based interview, you schedule that. And um, what the web-based interview is, it's basically a test to see if your views and your ethics are aligned with the Disney company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of a lengthy lengthy web-based interview. It's about, I want to say it's about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, and the questions are repetitive, of course, because they want to see if you're a consistent person mm-hmm. and, that, and that you're not lying. So if you pass that, then you schedule your phone interview. Um, and from there you have your phone interview and then you 
also then you play the waiting game again and you wait to see if you get in um yeah sometimes it can take a few days and sometimes you'll sit there until the very end wow of, um, <laughs> that would be season. so nerve-wracking it's like waiting to see if you get on big brother yeah <laughs> have you have you tried to get on no, Big Brother? James? No, absolutely not. No, I haven't. Because I, I, I really want to, but a, I'm not athletic at all. B, I have a terrible memory for the games and stuff. And C, oh. I'm, I'm not really likable in, in large chunks of time for like 90 days. There's no way you get voted out the first second. There's, you walk into the room. Nope, sorry, I voted him out. No way. Oh my gosh! Like the first day, there would be an alliance against you for sure. <laughs> and especially like because a lot of the Big Brother uh, people have those like a lot of woo. I call them woo girls, where oh, it's just yeah. into the microphone and they scream woo for like uh. a long period of time. And somehow they'll always get edited together in like clumps. So I think it's worse. And then if I was in Big Brother, like, I can't, I can't even be in the same room with these people. <laughs> and I met him for 10. Anyway, that's not about me, though. This is about uh, So do you know how competitive it is? Because I, I imagine it's extremely competitive. So I, I imagine a, you did really, really well. I think you have to do jujitsu in the last... <laughs> the final <laughs> um blood sport i'm not entirely sure how competitive it is but it is i can tell you that it is extremely competitive and that if you are selected it's it's really a prestigious and a, and a really big deal so cool um yeah well, that's all i can you. tell you they never really give us numbers so <laughs> i would be fascinated to learn how many people actually applied yeah me too. that would be great because i mean you got to be in the top five percent I mean, four oh, yeah. percent. I mean, a Disney college um, deal like that's I, a big thing. I would guess that it's it's as hard or harder to get into the Disney college program than it is to get into college. like a prestigious college. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. there's not as many. Do you know how many um, slots are available for the program? Um, I know for Disneyland, it's maybe a few hundred. Maybe. Wow. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. That's more than I um, thought, honestly. Yeah, me too. I thought yeah. it was like 20. Um, Disney mm. World has a little more, or not a little more, a lot more. Um, and I want to... I just know that there's, I think, six apartment complexes in Walt oh, Disney wow. World, and there's one apartment complex here. So. See, okay. And you know they're partying in Florida, because number one, the heat makes you do weird Whoa. stuff. <laughs> And there's, they have there's books. About do you do that. weird stuff, Jason? It's not that hot up here, but yeah, when I get when I get hot for like two three days in a row, yeah, my mind freaks out for sure. That's why New Orleans <laughs> is such a mess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. So, what's your plan after uh, the after the program ends in January? Are you staying on, or are you going to bail and do something else? Well, um, I've applied for some professional internships, and I had a phone screening last week, so we'll see how that goes. Um, If I don't get a professional internship, I'm going to move back home, and hopefully, um, I'm going to apply for a internship, an internship with the San Francisco Giants. So hopefully, that will come through. If if (laughs) so, just kind of playing the waiting game. I'm like graduated and unemployed so that's fun yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to decide on which one I want you to get because as much as I love Disneyland <laughs> I'm also like the world's biggest Giants fan and I want tickets to AT&T and I want to run the, the field oh my gosh so if you can <laughs> run the field I want at once in my lifetime or literally like, never wanted to do that really <laughs> also you're wearing a Giants hat right now yeah I know I but I can't afford to watch someone this run this is the literally field. the first time I've, I haven't thought you were lying the first time ever got him i've actually also been on the field 
I've been on the field, but I've never run the bases. That's what I want to do. I want to run the bases. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you hook it up? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can become a junior Giants coach and maybe... Am I old enough to be... Oh, I'm a junior Giant. I was like, I'm not a coach. A coach, <laughs> okay. not a player. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but with your skill set, they might let you play. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Wow, burns all over. This wow. place is on fire. I can hit that ball via infield. It's good. Jerks. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I hope you get the job at, at Disney. I mean, I think that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, as Thanks. much as the Giants is interesting to Terrence. <laughs> yeah, Disney benefits all of us, so I'll stop being selfish. <laughs> no, but that's really cool. That's that's a really big accomplishment. It sounds like, and that's awesome. I think you're kind of living all of our dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they pay you and stuff, right? Like uh, housing is free. Is housing free, and then they pay you and all that kind of nonsense, or do you have to you have to pay for housing? So you do get paid. You get paid the same. Um, wage as normal cast members do it's like a but dollar an hour. you do have to pay for housing <laughs> oh okay oh yeah but that can't be too bad well it is called it's a college program so yeah I mean, but i mean pay for college yeah that's true <laughs> disney's so have, not gonna do anything for free so you have like 12 roommates or something <laughs> to be able to afford to live down there or what <laughs> no actually we have i have four housemates i have yeah. one roommate and then three other girls share um a bedroom Oh my goodness! That's a lot of people, bro. Is that hard? <laughs> is that the hardest aspect of the program? Is just living with all these people? No, actually, it's kind of weird because I hardly ever see anybody because we all have mm. different working schedules. Okay, actually, oh. I'm like by myself right now. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, everyone has different schedules, and so um, yeah, Does everybody- it's really rare when everyone's home at the same time. Mm. Do, does everybody seem happy? Are they like excited for this? Like, are they? Is the general consensus that like people are still stoked this 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 far into the game? I would say the majority of people are. Yeah, I would say that everyone's really excited. We just had our mid program celebration mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, so that's like the halfway point of our program. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. It was at Pixar Pier. Oh, so, nice, right on. Nice. What do they do yeah. for you? Just uh, give you a bunch of churros, pats on the head, and say, get back to work? <laughs> well, they so we got to um, get Pixar Pier all to ourselves after the park wow. closed. That's cool. um, we got to ride the Incredicoaster and Toy Story Midway Mania all we wanted. Um, they had a, like a DJ, and we had a dance party. We did have unlimited churros um, and unlimited popcorn. Wow. As well, um, as we got some hot dogs as well. So I want to be in the Disney College program. <laughs> yeah, just oh to get unlimited just churros that. and ride Midway Mania as much as I want. And yeah. She said she got hot dogs too, though. That's true. Yeah. Popcorn, yeah. Dang. That's a party. Right on. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was fun, but then I had... So that went until like 1 in the morning, and then I had work at 7.15 in the yeah. morning. So. Oh, bummer. Yeah, but you're young yeah. enough, man. <laughs> you can't... You know, that's fine. It's all right. Well, Brittany, hey, uh, you know what? We'll let you go. I really pre- Oh, Terrence, one more um, question. Is there some place uh, on Instagram where people can follow your journey with the Disney College program? Oh, yes, there is. It's um, at DCP with Britt C. I'll put it like in the comments, too. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll let you split. I, I appreciate you taking the time, uh, especially from the uh, the very, very rare alone time it sounds like you get. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks Bye. for having me on. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we'll look for you at Mater's Jamboree. Yes. Um, you know, but not very hard because I don't want to go on that ride. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you?
don't you like the ride? <laughs> I'm, I just, I don't know. The man. Music. It, was, it was weird. Everyone was really nice who worked there when I went on it. But, uh, you know, I just, the music. Mater is, I don't like Mater. Mater's not my favorite character. I think he's, uh, I think he's He annoying. grows on you. I think if you just, like, hop on, you will, you'll, you won't even hear the music. You'll just be having so much fun. If, yeah, well, That's maybe. I, I don't have that much fun, really, generally. <laughs> um, oh but, uh, you know, maybe I have to work there for, like, two months. Yeah, maybe. I'm yeah, like, maybe. You know who's good? Mater. That Mater's funny. <laughs> that Mater's I a good guy. I love Mater. You would, though. I would. You're right. All right, Brittany, we'll talk to you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. Bye. That's cool. Yeah. It's a good time. That's awesome. Man, I I don't know if I would... Well, first of all, I, I, I went to community college. I'm sure you have to like graduate normal, like big college to get involved in the Disney college program. I don't know. I should have asked, I should have asked that, but I don't know if I would participate in the program. I'd feel really weird about it because uh, I don't know. Wow. When I was like 19, I was not very yes. not likable as I am right now. Oh, dang. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it sounds like a cool uh sounds like a cool thing, man. No, it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I would have loved it. So I think there's I'd have loved it. I think there must be two programs. There must be an internship like for co- I, th- like I think that comes students. afterwards, yeah. No, no, no. no like a, like students that are actually in college. Uh, because I know two people who went to that. Well, I, I know quote unquote know them. Like I know them but we're not friends. Um but like it, it, it's did, you make fun of me for sounding I like know, a valley girl. I sound stupid, I know. But like she knows it though. Uh oh, fair enough, right? Taryn, you need to be told it. <laughs> oh, a lot of participants are still in college. They are, so maybe it's the same program. Yeah, okay. because you have to take. She was saying you have to take a class. And she did say she graduated Davis in three years. In three years. That's true. Because she yeah, I did. Crazy I did smart. She's smart. Mm. Well, SMRT. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. No, me neither. <laughs> um, all right, Taryn, we got a movie review, huh? Oh, yeah, we do. All right, you want to talk about that for a sec, bro? Sure. Bear what with me, because I've got this. Here, let me move the camera off of you, because that's kind of awkward. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, okay. So, I did uh, the... Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. That's the next on our list. Okay. Um, How first, was it? It was okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Because Mr. Toad is a, it's a huge ride. That's that's why I wanted this. Is it this a huge ride? Is no, it? but it's an original and it's okay. All right. it's a ride. It's popular. And I never knew what it was all about. So uh, that's kind of why I wanted to do this one because I'd never seen this movie. I didn't even know it was like a thing. Yeah, we just did the ride a few times. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it maybe once when I was a little guy, read the book, don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So I, I had no expectation. I had right. no clue what this was going to be. Um, it starts off and it's not, it's it's live action. I guess, but with no people. It's just a library, kind of zooms in um, on these books, and then they start the story. So the first weird Man, thing... They love, they love using that kind of like, here's the book, and the book opens, yeah, opens. and then now there's the story. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They're telling you a, they're telling you a tale. Yeah, they're reminding you time. this is a story. Right. Um, what I did not realize about this, I, I thought it was going to be some cool mashup of whatever Mr. Toad is and and Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane. No, they are totally different stories that have zero connection. Okay. So, I wonder uh, why they were put together then. I don't As in, like, know. Two, they're like two different stories. Two completely have, different stories. At all. They don't cross. Huh. A, you know, after, after the first one, it comes to the live action again and another book comes off the shelf and then it's the second story and I'm like... Why? 
I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Why? Disney stories. Yeah, it was super weird. I didn't. So I wasn't expecting that. Um, It just reminds me of the opening scene in Ghostbusters, to be completely honest. When the books are flying off the shelves, wow, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that's yeah. the way the, the movie started off. <laughs> so it did. <laughs> There's the ghost in yeah. telling. Oh, I thought you were yeah. literally yeah, telling no, me to be quiet. That's what I was oh. like, that was like, so obnoxious. Dang, yeah. You started it. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever did that, I would expect you. Nay, demand you not just go, okay. Well, there are words that I wanted to say, but it's like the secret show. Go on, Taryn. <laughs> okay, so um, it starts off with the story of Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story follows that. <laughs> stop it. That uh, I have a page and a half, so let me let me just do this. Uh, the story follows Thaddeus Toad, who is Mister Toad. Um, Thaddeus. Yes, That's a good name. Who is an incurable adventurer? He's wealthy as he owns uh, Toad Hall Estates, a giant stone house. Uh, but when he get but he gets in a lot of trouble and needs a lot of lawyers. Uh, and and he has a tendency to follow all of the current fads. Uh, which has left him on the brink of bankruptcy. His accountant and friend is doing his best to keep his estate intact, uh, which has been a source of pride for the community. So he asks Mr. Toad's best friends, Ratty, a rat, and Molly, a mole, to help help convince... Working for the FBI. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. To help convince Thaddeus to quit his reckless behavior. Okay. So as they are confronting him, a motor car drives by, and Mr. Toad becomes literally drunk with envy. His eyes start swirling, and he cannot see anything. Hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds like in the ride. Now I understand what's going on. He is like crazy, and all he wants now... So he was riding a stagecoach type thing, like a a horse and a thing, and he sees this motor car, and he's like... Oh my god, I need that thing. So he's like a little rich boy who's like, I want that now. Um, hmm. How was he? I want the world. I want that now. Exactly. I, I want, want the whole world. Presents and prizes all, all up in my pocket. It's my bar, bar of chocolate. chocolate. Give it to me now. That's I cool. want today. <laughs> I want tomorrow. I did a one-man show of that in high school. Anyway, go on. Don't Let's look at me like that. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> Don't <laughs> I want it now. Literally, I, I want to talk judged. about that later. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, so he literally cannot Could think of anything judge. except how he can get a motor car. Right. Ratty and Molly try to keep him under house arrest to help him from trying to steal a motor car, which they believe is Mr. Toad's plan. But he escapes, uh, goes to a bar where he sees a motor car outside, and makes an ill-fated deal with a few weasels. Okay. So, and uh, with the bartender as the witness, he signs over the deed of his estate to the weasels in exchange for the car. For a car. For a car. For real, dude? Yeah, he's he's crazy. No, he's kind of annoying, honestly. So, Mr. Toad gets arrested (laughs) for car theft uh, and represents himself at the trial, where he calls the bartender to the stand to testify that he purchased the car, to which the bartender lies, and Mr. Toad is found guilty. Guilty. As it turns out, the bartender was in on the whole deal and is actually in possession of the deed. So after Mr. Toad's loyal horse helps him escape prison, they go on an adventure to try to get the deed back um, and right the wrongs. The story, of course, ends happily for Mr. Toad as he gets exonerated and wins his house back. However, he sees an airplane flying and becomes drunk again with envy, wanting the airplane. And the last scene is him flying in the stupid airplane. Okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. Did I miss the part where he goes to hell? Yeah, that wasn't in there. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> he goes to him. Him going to hell is not in the the story no. at all. 
Is it in the book? It's got to be in the book. It's probably in the book. So it's from the book, The Wind and the Willows. Right. Okay. Um, so right. weird. This story is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not like it at first because it was hard to follow and hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the plot points I ended up having to grab from Wikipedia because there it's literally a hard story to follow. Um, and then I have this problem with accents. I, mm, yes, I, you do. I really can't understand. Like we have to watch <laughs> yeah. like some American shows, even just like with subtitles. Like I have a hard time understanding what people are saying. True. And so true. And, like so, you watch Doctor Who, and it's just you're reading it. Like uh, I uh, have to. Like, yeah. and I, but I give you that. Yeah, Scottish and, accents are hard. So they are. So this was a heavy, heavy British show. Heavy, right. heavy British accents. No subtitles. I I caught about a quarter of what they were saying. Um, okay. So I was right. pretty much gathering my information from the visuals because they also spoke really fast. So my take on this is that it is not good for kids. <gasps> okay. Kids Fair. are not going to like the the it's cool. The animation's cool for adults to watch. Yeah. It's fine. Um, kids are going to f- be very bored by it. There's like a lot of like it'll flash like a newspaper with words on it and it's like a kid doesn't care about that they can't read right. so <laughs> presumably <laughs> um well, but also like i feel like i mean they'll the learn eventually but him becoming quote unquote drunk is probably inappropriate oh no so there's there's cross dressing there's lots of drunk people in this there's nice. um there's there's theft um so there's a lot of that stuff there's theft well, the yeah. police over here. <laughs> um, we yeah. should launch them all to Mars. Plus, <laughs> plus, Mr. Toad, he's not actually a very likable character. He's, I mean, he's kind of just this rich jerk. Yeah, he sounds like a jerk. Who actually then just ends up getting away with everything. Now I don't want to go on the ride. It's kind of weird. I actually the ride. Boy the ride. No, that I- ride is banned in my house. Me and Kira Knightley. <gasps> I actually really want to go on it and see if I can, if there are anything. Well, I'm honestly, I kind of want to go on it now too, again, and just see if it now makes sense. Because every time I go on that ride, I'm like, oh, I forgot to drop acid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, my my uh, LSD Sorry, is wearing off. Sorry, I'm not stoned out of my mind. <laughs> so at this point, I'm what halfway through this movie, and I'm like, oh, God, there's a whole other story. I kind of feel that way so far when I do them, bro. Yeah, I, I, which I still need to write mine. Literal fact. Yeah. So I'm a little irritated at this point, but I'm like, okay, I'm j- I got to finish it. Right. Um, so then there's Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane is based on the story The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod is a super awkward, lanky, not so attractive, eccentric school teacher who is also very weird. Um, <laughs> Tell me, except the school sounds teacher. Sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like a cartoon version of Christopher Eccleston, speaking of Doctor Who. Okay. Um, however, despite his odd behavior, the women in the town come to like him, but the men do not. Um, at this point, it shows Ichabod's calendar, and it's full of women's club entries, like women's book club, women's dance club, okay. women's... And I was like, what is... Why are all of his things on his calendar have women things? And <laughs> Women things. As I, as I started thinking about it later, like yeah. I started wondering if he's gay. Oh, it was like an insinuation kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. just because he is a little bit Inference. effeminate. Okay. Um, he gets right. along really well with the women, but they don't like him. 
they don't like him. Like they don't want to date him. They don't want to date him, right. but they oh. like him a lot. So I don't know if that's what they're insinuating. But after I was kind of like recollecting the whole thing, I was like, hmm, maybe. Huh. Okay. Um, if so, it's very stereotypical. Uh, so. <laughs> probably wouldn't hold up to today's there's <laughs> like, a lot of movies so wouldn't hold to yeah. today's thing yeah oh, that's true um so that part's a little confusing um brom bones he is the town's uh big guy he bullies ichabod pretty much daily but ichabod has a strange confidence that allows him to kind of just shrug it off then katrina van tassel a beautiful wealthy young woman enters the story and ichabod falls super in love with her uh and her mother and her family's money uh, but so is Brom Bones, of course. He also loves her. So they compete for her attractions at her family's Halloween party. Ichabod is really winning the competition at the party. However, it's really only because Katrina is trying to make Brom jealous and make him try harder to win her over. Mm-hmm. At the party, Brom discovers that Ichabod is superstitious and devises a plan to tell him a scary story about a headless horseman who's killed by a cannonball and travels every year on Halloween searching for a replacement head and the only way to escape him is to cross an old dilapidated bridge. Everyone thinks it's a fun Halloween tale except Ichabod who becomes extremely frightened. As Ichabod walks home from the party, he's confronted by the Headless Horseman, freaks out, uh, but then remembers he just needs to cross this bridge, which he does. Unfortunately, the Headless Horseman throws a flaming jack-o'-lantern over the bridge, hitting Ichabod. The next morning, Ichabod's hat is found near the bridge next to the smashed pumpkin, and Ichabod is nowhere to be found. Brom marries Katrina, and as time passes, rumors say that Ichabod is still alive and married to a wealthy widow with many children who look like him, but the Sleepy Hollow townsfolk still believe he was killed by the Headless Horseman. Dark. That is insane. That's the whole story? That's the story. Bro, this is a kid's movie? Right, so this this is another... Kids re- back then in the 40s, dude, were way more, you know... I guess so. They were working in coal mines at five, dude. Like, you know Got I mean? the black lung pop. Yeah, so it was <laughs> really... Right, watch com- your it's complicated. Um, there's really no, hardly any dialogue at all in this one. Okay. It's almost all visual, and mm. there's a few songs that have words, and that's the only way. So it's, I guess it's a musical in a way, but it's almost okay. all visual. Um I think this one was better for kids than Mr. Toad, although probably too scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, All right. However, the message here, I guess, it, you know, the and at the end, kind of the bully won, which the is bully weird. absolutely won. So it's kind of, it's like but, Bluto marrying uh, so Oliver, right? The bully won, but Ichabod also, I. Now with my with my theory that he might be gay, I don't even think he really loved her. I think he wanted her money. So then I'm like, maybe he shouldn't have got her anyway. Like I don't know. This this story is real weird. What year is this from? Five years. Ago. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can Google. Yeah, no, you do that. Um, it's got to be late 30s, early 40s. Which makes me think that they wouldn't have a gay character. Probably not. No, he, he couldn't be gay. I mean, I... 49. I, 49, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's late. Um, I mean, I, I understand why that you... Yeah. England. Maybe. Well, I'm um, not the I, only I, one who thinks that. No, either, I understand why yeah. you would think that, but if he's like vying for her attention, then that... that yeah, and he's it, like drooly in love with her. Yeah. So... Yeah. He's uh, a weird dude. He's a weird, but weird I, dude. And actually, I did like him. As well, a character, I thought that he, he was likable. I wanted him to win. 
and then he died. He's like supposedly. the ultimate underdog. But I mean, that's probably why he was doing all the you know women's dance and stuff like that because he's trying to find a woman. Yeah, and that's what don't. you do, and that's why all the guys hate him because all the women like him. Yeah, I kind of don't like that it's so ambiguous. Like you don't know what happens to him. Yeah, women it's, want him it's and bizarre. Men want to be him. Yeah, it is. It's uh, really weird. There's no conclusion. I don't like. Yeah, it. I don't like. I don't. I, but I kind of like it. Well, and that's yeah. that's pretty much why I I would say probably don't have your kids watch this because they're going to have a ton of questions because I had a ton of questions. Will they, though? Like, I wonder... I mean, you guys have older kids. This was easier to follow. Do, do you guys get that where where kids are following plot or is it just imagery that they enjoy and then they don't really understand what's the going on? The older they get, the more they follow the plot, yeah. like Jack no. does at this point. Oh, yeah, no. She'll follow a plot, but I don't think she would ask questions because just listening to this, I feel like she would check out, like... 20 minutes in she's like mm-hmm. not even 20 minutes in 10 no. minutes in I'm gonna go do something not yes yeah. yeah. let me know when it's over mom watch videos of people playing with toys exactly yeah. so yeah this one if on a scale from if on a scale from 1 to 10 yes uh, would a kid like it the Mr. Toad part I would say 2 how about on a scale from Gary Sinise to Gary Sinus <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right. Um, Ichabod, I would say maybe a four. But either way. So this- you, you would say this movie has no legs. Boom. Lieutenant oh, wow. Dan joke. God. Oh, my but God. But I will say, as a parent, I don't, Apparently. I don't hear anything about these movies being really kid-friendly or appropriate. No, not so really. So I don't think that I would encourage no. me right. to watch yeah. them. No. Okay. Yeah, the hero dies. You could and skip it. The other dude is a spoiled brat who gets away with everything. <laughs> However, right. for adults, um, for adult Disney fans, it's kind of it was cool to watch. Well, and, it wasn't and, boring. So he, here's a question I have about kids and premise and stuff like that. When when kids ride Mr. Toads, are they? Are, do, do your kids leave that ride and go? I don't know what just happened, or do they just kind of enjoy it? They just rode a ride. Yeah, and that's what I guess what I'm saying about the cartoon. Like so, yeah. so, they're not going to understand it. Or, but they'll just, but they know they watch the cartoon and it's fine. So we've ridden that ride and I've actually asked Abby, like, what was that ride about? And she's like, I think he went to hell. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all she got out of it was the demon and the fire and the heat. I wonder why. Because of the hell. Because of the hell. We have a new segment brought up by Not Greg. Okay. So it's for me and you, Bev. Oh, geez. Okay. And we'll have um, our kids preferably our two oldest yes watch these movies and one. record their yes. oh, oldest and my good. oldest and and record their reactions Rea- or inter- yeah, reaction or interview videos. them afterwards that reaction like videos yeah. absolutely good. i don't want abby to watch this movie not this one next one <laughs> next, watch one, the next okay. one god well now baby. they're getting boring and they've all seen them after what's the this? next one is the next one it's like, like alice in wonderland is coming up yeah oh that's yeah. easy enough yeah, yeah. they'll get no, easy after honestly this. I that's would also love, a movie where you kind of need to be tripping balls to watch i would love for them to watch like, and, and maybe it's not the whole thing maybe it's half an hour or whatever like right. fantasia my kids Ichabod love Fantasia. No. Yeah, really? Really? Even love the boring it. part? My Dude, boys love you mean it. the whole movie? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's terrible, but they love it. Wow. Yeah. Can they follow along? There's no I don't think plot. They, they, there's no plot, but they love it. They love the visuals. They love all of that stuff. Okay. They're also all right. tripping on acid. Well. So. <laughs> also inject them in heroin into right. the toes. But it's, an experimentation. it's fine. Uh, very good, Taryn. Thank you very much. Yes. You are welcome. All right. Let's talk about this uh, so-called podcast. <laughs> That was on. I'm mad. I am mad at this, but I'm trying to be uh, <clears throat> trying to be cool about it. So I get this email. 
Uh, actually, make sure I can read this email. Yeah, I can read these emails. Okay. Um, here is the email that I got. Uh, hi, I'm a reporter at Business Insider working on a story about Disney's social clubs for our new podcast, Household Name. I've heard you discuss social clubs on your show from time to time and was wondering if one of you might have time to chat with me briefly over the phone about how they fit into the larger Disney community. At this point, I'm just researching the subject and am and trying to get some general background information from Disney fans. Thanks so much for your help. Looking forward, blah, blah, blah. And of course, me being me, I would love to be the focus of your interview, (laughs) Business Insider Audio Intern. But uh, so that was the premise that I was going on for this. Okay, if you uh, how the social clubs fit into the larger Disney community, not your opinion on social clubs, Mm -hmm. not what you thought about them, but how they fit in into the larger John. Mm -hmm. I can do that. I can do that. I am the voice of a generation. (laughs) Jeez. Not really, but uh, you know, whatever. Okay, so that is, um, and then that's really, that's the the premise. That's where I got involved in this. So the first time we talked, it was about an hour, unrecorded. She's like, okay, we're going to go, we'll figure this out. I'll get with my, my producer, my editor, and we'll see what happens. So then I get an email about a month after that. This gal's name is Sarah, by the way. And she goes, hey, we're ready to record. When can you do it? Great, let's do this. Let's record. Hey, can you record your side of the audio? Yes, I can. I, I would love to do that. And, and send me the audio. Okay, cool. I'm still going off the premise of how do the social clubs fit into the larger Disney community. And even when I was talking to her in the first interview, she was like, we're kind of unsure of the direction. It's going to either be social clubs or why Disney kind of resonates with a lot of people. And okay. I'm like, okay. I, and then so in my mind, I'm preparing for the interview going, okay, I can mix these two and kind of just jump back and forth between topics. So she has at least... Uh, audio to use. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> so, <clears throat> here's the email I got eight days ago. She says, Hey, Jason, thanks so much for taking time to chat Disney with me a few weeks back. Exclamation point. Uh, the episode is out now. The story went through a whole bunch of edits before we ended up with this version. And one of the things I was most sad to lose was a bunch of our conversation about what makes Disneyland magical and how Walt succeeded in deliberately engineering a place that is generic enough to feel so intensely personal to so many. A ton of that informed how I talked about Disney and its history in the episode. There was no history in this episode. But anyway, uh, as well as a lot of my reporting. Uh, I'm going to put air quotes around that because <laughs> this chick did not do any reporting. Uh, but your voice didn't make it into all of those section- sections, and I'm genuinely bummed that it worked out that way because you sounded amazing. Well, Hope you nice. and your family are doing well. Uh, enjoy Alice's first trip to the park. <clears throat> so I read this. I, I listened to this story. Um, and you can go You can go listen to it on iTunes. It's it's up. Um, I rated it. I rated it a one star. I, hate, I hated it. I literally hated it. I was heated. Because after about two and a half hours of audio, essentially, uh, an hour and a half I recorded for her, uh, two and a half hours of my life, there was about 15 seconds of me in the thing. Mm-hmm. And so the to- so the show is called, here, let me pull the name of the show up. I mean, uh, not the name of the show, but the name of the episode. I just want to clarify what you're saying. Yes. Because it sounds a little, for lack of a better term, douchey. Okay. <laughs> I think that... When you say that you were angry only 15 seconds is in it, you need to be specific that it's what they took, what they made those 15 seconds. Both. 
Right. Yeah. No, let's be completely honest. I want as much airtime as possible. <laughs> okay, then. And I'm not ashamed in saying that at all okay, because okay. I have a podcast. Well, no, I, that's fair. You know what I mean? So the, the episode title is Gangs? Question mark? At Disneyland? Question mark? <laughs> and here is the synopsis of this episode. Air quote episode. Once upon a time, <laughs> how clever, uh, gangs roamed Disneyland in biker vests. They swarmed rides. They got in fights. Or so we thought. The real story is kind of a classic Disney fairy tale about a princess and her merry band of friends. But is there a happily ever after? Literally none of that really is kind of the, the premise of the actual show. Gangs at Disneyland, that's the premise of the show. That's the that's the topic that I was asked to speak about. Gangs at Disneyland. Yeah. Well, it, it just uh, even the the title and the synopsis don't match. They're not the same thing. Like uh, it sounds like they took the story in a different direction, which is fine, but title it appropriately. And they did. That's so clickbait. What I hate about it is they got in fights, or so we thought. No. There are actual fights in. There have been social club fights in Disneyland. I mean, there. Look again. Let's be fair. Social clubs, since we are we one, are one. People fight in Disneyland. Yeah, it's not it's just segmented no. and 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 saved just for people in clubs to fight. Yeah, it's not only people in vests. No, of course not. Right, that's ridiculous. But it happens. So even in the even in the the, the synopsis of their stupid episode, they have it incorrect. And they're very biased in their reporting. Right. So, the story goes along. It's 34 minutes. I come in around the 20-minute mark or something like that. You can. I encourage you to listen to it because, honestly, what I, the, the vibe that I get from these people is that they were trying to be like uh, like criminal mm-hmm. or lore mm-hmm. where they kind of uh, they go, oh, here's the premise. Oh, but what we thought wasn't that at all. And then they throw a twist in. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the twist that they threw made no sense in the context of telling a story. It, it didn't It didn't fit in with the assertion, are there gangs at Disneyland? It, the, to me, they were two different stories. So... Anyway, uh, I can't play, obviously, the audio of the, of the podcast, but... Um, you know, like I said, around the 20-minute mark, uh, basically she's talking to people. She introduced a, a, a gal called Roxy um, who is in uh, the Bangarang Babes. is a social club, and they wear a lot of glitter. And, and definitely, again, not your typical social club member, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of a better term. At least not like visually, what you would perceive as a as a social. Club no, member. and like, I, I've never seen them. I've no, only seen a couple of, of a couple of maybe maybe five clubs in total ever represented at Disneyland, and I've never seen them in large groups or whatever. Uh, th- that's just not uh, that's not my interaction with them. So uh, Sarah's going. Uh, there's critics of the social club scene, and then she says critics like Jason Petros, and so this is the first. Oh, so the first um, clip or the first quote. Right after that, right after she calls me a critic, she says, uh, she plays a quote that is, uh, that's me saying, social clubs are like cockroaches. If you wait a little bit, you're, the more we're going to show up. <clears throat> Very negative. Very negative. But also, Super negative. The, the answer was not, the question was entirely different. And, and here's the first, here's the first, uh, let me make sure I got this on. Uh, here's the first question of the actual entire interview. And so I wonder, are you, 
are you aware of the social clubs when you're at Disneyland? Like, have you have you seen them around? Yes. Yeah, very aware. A, a, a part of, I think, the point, uh, even though anybody in a social club won't admit it, I think part of the point is to be noticed. That's why they wear the the cut, you know, the biker vest. That's why they have the giant patch on the back with the top rocker and the top and the bottom rocker. And um, they travel in, in groups. And, it, you know, if you see one person in a vest, you, they're like kind of, not to offend anybody, but they're kind of like cockroaches. Where you see one, you know there's a bunch just right in the area and you just have to wait a little bit. Um, yeah, I see them not all the time. Sometimes I, I, I go to the, to the park and don't see them, but they're, they're there 70% of the time. Yeah. The question was, are you aware of the social clubs. Not how do you feel about Not them. Not how do you feel about them or relate them to an invasive species of bug that eats your food and like scatters everywhere. What I, rodent can you compare them to? Right. I thought the analogy was pretty accurate. They, why is your phone I yelling sat, at you? I sat on my phone and I think I engaged Siri. Sorry. Um, Poor Siri. And, and, and so to me right away, it hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. Because I had good conversations with this lady. She was like, hey, I hope you have a good time with your kid. And then just to use that quote in relation to me being a critic of the social clubs is inaccurate. I agree. The question was, are you aware of them? Yeah, because they're kind of like cockroaches. They're kind of just all over the place. It wasn't an insult. Right. It was just the first dumb thing. And I think what happened is, I think it's because I saw that cockroach in the garage. Ew. Like that uh, same like homie? week or whatever. We just had one. Or okay. gone. Um, we'll just wait. There's, never There's just more one. around. <laughs> we have a whole social club in our garage. Um, but I think that's it. Just that's what came to me because I think we had that same conversation where if you see one, yeah. there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I thought it was I thought it was rude. I was like, that's that's already going to make me look really bad, and that's not what I meant. That's not what the question was. That's not the context I said that in. Yes, I agree. So after that, she says, quote, Jason is an adult Disneyland super fan. <laughs> also, I'm not even going to say what that makes you sound like, but I told you what that sounds now, like. Seriously. Now, okay, clearly I'm an adult. Right. Clearly, because of my voice. You've heard my voice at this point. So in my opinion, in my, uh, in my opinion, the only reason to point out that I am an adult Disneyland super fan is to make me look like a weirdo. It's to degrade yes. you a little bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. They didn't point out that Jake or Roxy were adults uh, mm-hmm. at, at all, uh, but they pointed out that Jason, <laughs> the critic of the social clubs, a supposed critic, is an adult. Is an adult. Let's put it that way. You're an adult, an adult super, super fan. fan. <laughs> right. Second... Uh, never you move that into Disney, though? Like, is there a difference between being a Disneyland fan versus a Disney fan? There is. I'm not a Disney fan. Well, I'm not a super Disney fan, like the IP. I'm not a super Disney fan. <laughs> I'm, okay, so let me read her quote again. Jason is an adult Disneyland super fan. And again, what I said was, well, I'm not a super Disney fan. I'm not a super Disney fan. So somehow, I believe this was twisted around in her head to be, I am a Disneyland super fan. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but that is now what I am. I am an adult Disneyland. Su- I am barely an adult. <laughs> you actually sound creepier than Ichabod Crane right now. So. Like, that is the creepiest description. Got any yeah. teaching jobs or dance classes I could take? <laughs> 
Um, here, let's finish out this quote because I don't remember what it was. Like the IP, you know, Walt Disney Company, uh, all the movies. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't seen a majority of the Disney movies. I don't watch like the Disney shows. I don't do it. I'm a Disneyland fan uh, and a Disney World fan. Not fan. super fan. <laughs> fan. Fan. And Disney World was cool, but I've only been once. Um, it was, uh, yes, there's definitely a difference uh, in being a Disneyland fan versus like a Disney IP fan. Uh, for me, being a Disneyland fan is you're into the history. You're into, um, you know, this is a park that Walt walked around in, that Walt had been dreaming of for 20 years before he built it. Like it, It's a place for families. It, was, it, it had a purpose, and it's always changing, and it's kind, of, it's kind of like you're being on a movie set. And it's really cool, but I, I, don't, I don't care really about Mickey Mouse or whatever. It's not... You know, that sounds like a super fan to me. I, I don't know about you. Super. <laughs> super fan. Now, I will point out, no offense to Jake... But Jake got preferential treatment. I'm just going to say right now. Um, I'm kidding. But they point out in in Jake's uh, segments, Jake is not a Disney fan, but he likes Disneyland. Literally, I think that is what they say verbatim. The same thing that I just literally said. No, Jake probably said it too, but I only got... At this point, you eight got, seconds of audio. I Adult do. Super Disneyland God. <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel that this, they're just telling a story, <clears throat> and every story has to have a bad guy. The next thing she says, uh, he spends a lot of time in the park. <laughs> so bad. Meanwhile, <laughs> and this is all in my intro, right? And this is literally, this is like the same sentence. So I'm really breaking this down. Which, thank God, I didn't have a whole lot of time because you guys would have been born out of your minds. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, I told her that I haven't been to the park in a year. <laughs> and I used to go a lot more often. And lately, over the years, we've tailored it down. I don't spend a lot of time in the park. And if anybody had ever told me, you know, I think you spend a lot of time in the park. You'd be like, not really. I don't at all. <laughs> right. I mean, we go a couple times a year and that's kind of it. That's not a lot, quote unquote, of time. Not compared, especially to the other people in the... Especially in, to the other people in the interview. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, she didn't point out that they spend a lot of time in the parks. <laughs> Only when it makes me look stupid. <laughs> so <clears throat> he spends a lot of time in the park and he doesn't like social clubs. Nowhere, and I mean nowhere, did I ever say I don't like the social clubs. Nowhere in this hour and a half interview that I have on record did I ever say I don't like them. Also, it would be absolutely stupid for you to say that because we we are one. Yes. In fact, in the interview, I talk about how the majority of the clubs are fine. I have only ever interacted with a few, and it's fun to go and try and point them out. And here, I will play this now. I mean, so much of what these groups are is built around the... It's like a two-minute clip, so buckle the sheetbelt. ...idea that they are the most Disney or have the most appreciation for this thing that you're all trying to celebrate. Yeah, I think I think that there are some clubs who do that. Um, I think that there also are, are clubs that are just there to have, quote, a good time. I think that there are clubs that are there just to have a good time. I also think that are clubs that are... This is me talking now live. Um, that there are also clubs Thanks. there that um, that go to prove that they're the most Disney, which I was agreeing with her assertion of that. Right, that wasn't my assertion. It. That was her assertion. 
but again, everybody, that's a recording playing now. He's there to have a good time. So once your good time interferes with my good time, neither of us are now having a good time. So your intent for being here, your, your, your purpose for being here is now invalid. So, and for so you, just seeing them walking around in their vests is enough to infringe on on the good time? Cool leading question. Way to bait me. Sorry, Sarah. I'm too smart for you. Play. No, no, no. No, I'm not saying that, but okay. just like if they're if they're yelling or you know being rock causing a scene. Yeah, and and that's kind of you know what I notice more about about the, again the some, the majority of the social clubs are probably fine. The majority are probably fine. If it's fine, I don't know because I haven't interacted with the majority. Play, I, I've only interacted with a few of them. I've only seen maybe a handful of them. Uh, it's always kind of fun to go to the park and be like, "Oh, that never seen that one before. <laughs> never seen that one before." But I've seen these people. Um, uh, I think I think the majority of them are families. I think that I know there's at least one. I can't remember the name, but they're just four people, two kids, and uh, a dad and a mom, and they just go to the park and they have the vest on and they're just hanging out. That's totally fine. I think it's weird that they have the vest and, and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, whatever. But there's large groups of 50, 25 people who come to the park together, and they do everything together in the park. And, you know, one person will go and hold their space in line for a ride, and then they'll text, okay, everybody, we're almost there. And then the whole rest of the social club will come in and not cut, I guess, because you're being you're holding a place in line technically, but... Um, you get 24 more people pile in front of you. That's going to piss off everybody else behind you. And and that's the kind of that's the kind of behavior that casts social clubs in a bad name. So you can pick up all the trash you want, but if if you know you're if if you're cutting in line with people um, and they see that and then they see you as a representative of that club, they're going to think all the clubs are like that. And and the thing just kind of snowballs. That's it. That's what I said. I mean, that's not the thing, but that's that's the clip. That was that was what I had told her. So if she was trying to then suddenly turn this interview or turn this uh, 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 <clears throat> premise, I guess, of the show into a defense of social clubs, why wasn't that used? Why wasn't that part used? I agree. Like yeah. this is the prop. Like the 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 assertion was, are there gangs in Disneyland? Essentially, and and my assertion of of playing off stuff that I've seen and people I've interacted with online, saying, hey, this is why we don't like social clubs is because they do these things that we don't like. Mm-hmm. That's why. Why wouldn't you say that and then and then follow that thread and actually be make an informed decision, and investigate do journalism? Some, yeah, but instead it just turned it into this weird fluff piece about how these this one group of uh, women get ready for the park and they put on glitter. And to me, I I thought it was really boring. Everyone sounded really nice. Everyone was cool. But if I had known that that was the episode, and if I was just Joe listener, I wouldn't listen to it because I don't. I didn't find it really engaging. But apparently, Sarah and the people at Business Insider did. Uh, I just think that if they had just changed the name to Social Clubs, are they really that bad? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like a Simpsons like, episode. That would have been Jesus. more appropriate. And that's just what it like. <sighs> just call it what it is. Yeah. And also, here, let's drive the point home even more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, there's... Not the scariest image. Right. Not the scariest image. And, you know, and, and I think I maybe that's why I can, I can understand the social club scene for a little bit, because it, it is very inclusive, and, and we all want to feel that way. Like I said, we're, we're pack animals. You know what I mean? We want to feel like we're part of a group. Um, 
And I don't have a problem really with the social club scene in general. I don't have a problem with the social club scene in general. But yet Sarah asserts that I don't like the social clubs. Calm down, super fan. It's just the outfit that they wear um, intimidates people, and and I feel like gives them a sense of superiority. So then they they feel comfortable acting out when they do. Again, not everybody's that way. Not all social clubs are terrible, but there are a, a few. Um, that have been in the news because of how terrible they are. I mean, you got to be pretty bad if you're getting news articles written about you, you know? And that's accurate because there mm-hmm. have been news articles written about fights and club stuff for years. It's mm-hmm. not a new thing. And it's not just one club. It's not just one club. It's numerous clubs, and this, is, this has happened. And again, like w- with any group of people, you're going to have one or two people doing something to draw attention. And that was the point of what I was saying in a couple clips ago, whichever one it was, where if you do something incorrect, you are now the center of not only your club, but social clubs in general. And then that's how that's how they get a bad name. For the right. most part, excuse me, the clubs are great. Clubs are great. But there are people who make them out to be something that they're not. You're right. I don't know. You sound very intimidated by I them. I just think that God. this whole... Your 10 seconds of audio don't need to be included. Like, it doesn't add or take away from that fluff piece. Correct. It is what it is, start to finish, with you there or without you. I mean, they could have made that assertion and and done all of the interviews because Roxy had a a story. Jake, to be honest with you, kind of, I don't know if he played my role necessarily, but he, you know, he he talked about like doing ride takeovers and he was like, you know, it doesn't mean anything to anybody, but when you have 175 people on the ride, yeah, it's going to piss people off. That's enough. That's enough for the quote unquote journalists and quote unquote reporters uh, and quote unquote podcasters um, not some bloody intern like, first of all if you have an intern running your show your show's terrible anyway um, <clears throat> but that's enough for them to follow that thread and play it out and edit it mm-hmm. together totally. maybe they don't have a good editor yeah I- anyway I said clearly it's I say it intimidates people mm-hmm. not me people I never said anywhere that I'm intimidated by the social clubs. I was asked to come on the program to talk about how the clubs fit into the larger Disney mentality. That's the point of the story. That's where I was coming from that clip. She continues. He doesn't think they are gangs, and he doesn't believe the online naysayers. I don't know kind of what that means. I think the believe the online naysayers of... People who don't like the clubs? I don't know. But yet, I don't... But I don't I, I, know thought what, I, I don't get it. <clears throat> I thought I didn't like the clubs. So now I don't really kind of understand what she's talking about. But we're, we never talked about the online representation of what people think the clubs are. Because I believe them. If you tell me that you got bumped into and cussed at by a, a guy wearing a vest and a patch, I'll believe you. If you tell me that you were waiting in line for the men's room with your two kids and you had 25 people all wearing the same cut literally cut in line and use the urinals before you guys and then leave and drunkenly smash a, um, a paper towel roll, I'll believe you. I will believe you because that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. That sounded very specific. It is very specific. Is. We have a friend who that actually happened it to. And, and we've had other shows on social clubs. And I've gotten emails from listeners say, yeah, I've had this interaction with these people and these people and these people. And it's terrible. And I don't like it. So that's where I was coming from with this. Again, I, it's not that I don't like social clubs. I say that very clearly that I actually like them. It's just there's a whatever. <laughs> um, 
So she continues, when he sees the social clubs in Disneyland, he does find a lot of them intimidating. <laughs> Again, never asked if I was intimidated, never talked about me being intimidating. I said the outfits can be intimidating to many people. Again, speaking on the topic to which I was asked to participate in, which is how the clubs are viewed. Then she uses a quote of mine, something like, the tough act mentality doesn't belong, um, but I think I already played. Did I already play that one? No, I don't think so. It's a long one, and no one cares about it. I don't. That's a uh, see. These are good questions, and, and, and I don't know how to answer them. Entirely. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're very challenging. How, what does it have to do with the social clubs? I don't know that it I mean, does, necessarily I mean, has to does do any anything of this with it. Understanding or this knowledge or this feeling or kind of this this thing that we have our finger on that Disneyland yeah. is to so many people. Does that do anything to help you understand where they're coming from? No, because you don't need the social club scene to have a good time at Disneyland. I think there is more of a performance art, really, with the social clubs than it is um, um, an accurate representation of the people within the clubs. Um, You're definitely Mm -hmm. putting on a show, and maybe it's because they feel comfortable in Disneyland. I mean, Disneyland works very hard to make you feel comfortable. There's no worries. There's, I mean, besides spending money, but uh, you know, you go there to have a good time, and so if you're already having a good time, you're already feeling good. I, I, th- I think there is a little showboating that goes on while wearing the vests, or else, if there's not, why would you be so highly visible? Why do you need the vest to feel like you're part of a group? Um, but why Disneyland? I don't know. Maybe it's that juxtaposition again of of you know, here's a family place, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and everybody else, and everyone's having a good time, and it's all sunny. And then here's the biker gang mentality coming through, like you're trying to be tough to show that you don't care about Mickey about baby stuff like everybody else does, like you're a, a, an adult. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a little mean spirited, but um, it. it the social club thing kind of rubs me the wrong way, and I, I guess I can't really put my finger on it because there's a lot of different ways that I there's a lot of things I don't like about it, and it's that tough yeah. act, it's that tough act mentality um, in a place that's literally designed for families to have fun together doing the same thing. Um, it it doesn't fit, it doesn't belong, um, it's not welcome. That last part, that last like five seconds, was my clip. But that whole two minutes leading up to it, I think, puts it in a different context than it was being used. I also, th- I, 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 and I, because I think it's, I think it's accurate. I think there is a performance art thing. That's why people spend so much money on the patches. Why they look so good? Because you're out there, you're doing your thing, and I think it is not always representative of the people within the group. And I think what hurt you, what helps you, and hurts you in this interview is that you're coming for, to this from a very educated perspective and I've never actually said the words very educated and you in the same like thing mm-hmm. but like you you did your research about social clubs like you've paid attention to them you've seen them in the parks but then I think you also like really focused on like what they sort of stand for and what they am I making sense like yeah like I think you you know I don't want to say you know a lot about it because that's way too complimentary but <laughs> yeah that'd be terrible <laughs> but you do you 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 did your research before you spoke to this person about the topic, and I think that that, I think it kind of hurt you. <laughs> you thought a lot about what you were going to say. Exactly. Well, in, in this, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just spitballing. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's a matter of preparation as far as what you're going to say to her. I think it was preparation and as far as what we are going to be as a social club. Because I think that you, you've seen 
the negative either through news news articles that have been been written or people that we've interviewed in the past and things like that where we have seen both sides of the coin and when you say it you can say from experience from all the years of experience going there you know what there's a lot of people who are part of this who just want to go there to have uh, have a good time there's also a lot of people who are part of this because for some reason you have you have now this gang mentality where you own this area or you own this park and you can do what you want and that does not belong in this park this park that was created to be something that's fun for you to escape from the real world you know if you want to be part of that gang mentality literally go out into anaheim where you'll find Mm -hmm. the gang but it doesn't (laughs) belong inside of the berm well right and especially because and like i said in the quote which is what they used it was made literally for family exactly Mm -hmm. and so uh, people don't like it i don't understand that kind of thing but but I'm not intimidated, and I don't right. hate it. Right. Well, and That's what I the point. what I really didn't like about that quote that they used in there was they made it sound like you were attacking their looks. Correct. <laughs> when I clearly wasn't. Right. And that whole two minutes leading like, up to that was was proof of that. Right. Like these people don't belong because they look like that. That's what it came mm-hmm. across right. as in their podcast. But then that's. That statement sets it up, sets up the rest of their. It's their the basic, assertion. Their right. whole yeah. pot, the whole point of that it's whole true. podcast of that's what sparkles I think. and glitter. So yeah. now they cut Roxy in again, and Sarah makes the assertion that any issues between clubs and guests used to stay in the park. So it was only a park thing, so nobody heard about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she says uh, that lawsuit that's pending. And we've talked about before on the show was the catalyst for all this hate for clubs going online. Hundred percent not true. No. Not and if she did any research at all, you just Google it. There are loads of articles about yeah. violence in the parks done by, for, and on social clubs. Yes, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. That's it's been happening. So to brush it under the rug and say, oh, suddenly it was this explosion because of this lawsuit, that's categorically false. Exactly. That is one hundred percent not true. Mm-hmm. Clubs have been interfering with people's good times at the park for literally years. I mean, that story yes. that I told you, well, but that, that's yes. not a news thing, but yeah. Um, and then Roxy talks uh, about after that article came out, people would call the club's names and that made her feel bad. And I, I can understand that because it definitely seems like she's very attached to her club. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, she talked to them and asked if any of the clubs did anything to them and they would say no. And then she says something about the folks that hate on clubs think that they look like thugs. And she says, quote, I send them a picture of my group and I'm like, really? We look like thugs? Are you serious? I was not aware that gangsters wore so much glitter. Then Sarah says, which, first of all, she says that right after, this is after my stuff. Which is the one quote that I think makes you look like the biggest douche ever. It makes me look, because, and and it's not only what I said, but it's what Sarah sets up Mm -hmm. before my interview, is that I'm intimidated by the clubs. Right. Right. So, saying that I'm intimidating, and eight seconds later, playing this clip, where she's like, really, gangsters wear glitter? You're, basically, you're intimidated by that? And then she kind of floats on to the next segment. And it's like, yep. that that, can't do that pissed me off Tool. to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah says, for, Ro- for Roxy, the reason the Bangarang babes exist, the reason that social clubs exist, is to remind people that there's magic in the world. See, uh, which Go is incorrect. You're... Absolutely right. It is. No, you know what I'll say? I'll say this about Roxy's 
social club. Yeah. I will say this because listening to the article and I will listen. and see no, I'm just saying listening to the article and, and seeing what they do, I completely agree. I think that's why the Bangarang Babes exist. Mm-hmm. Just so people it's it's something for you to see and you see it and you're immediately like that's awesome. Well, and it's cool. And and if you listen to the show, you get that perspective from Roxy it, about absolutely. how that happened and kind of and and that is that part was fine. That part was okay. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's how you started your club. But it has nothing to do with if they're a gang or not. Right. Obviously. Obviously. Right. If you wear glitter, nobody's going to be intimidated. Like, that's not the point of why people don't like clubs. Right. That, which was, the again, the assertion in the first place, which exactly. is what I was asked to speak on. Right. You're absolutely right. So, in my opinion, to me, this is what happened. Poor producing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. When I was interviewed, it was still sort of like loosey-goosey. Like I said, uh, they weren't really sure if it's going to be about the clubs or about reasons Disneyland is so culturally important. Um, but again, in my opinion, what I think happened is the producers wanted to be uh, like, again, like criminal or lore or an actual popular podcast. <laughs> and that they changed the narrative to a story about... Uh, I honestly don't really know what the point of the story is. They had like three or four threads that they could have chased down and tied together, and they didn't do any of that. If it was a story about Roxy, it should have started that way. If it was a story about clubs and how they have altercations with guests, then the story should have finished that way. Right. But what it did was sort of meander and lose focus, switching to a group of people and how they get ready for the parks. There were no interviews with guests, no research done on articles, forums, social media posts about clubs and the terrible experiences some people have had with small groups of clubs. That was the story. That was the assertion. That was the title of the stupid show. Mm -hmm. But they needed a big bad. They needed Mm -hmm. somebody willing to go on record and say something negative, just something and then to make me look worse, they put Roxy's glitter quote right after me and right after the false statement of fact that I am intimidated by clubs to make her point in hard. I'm not intimidated by it. I'll fight anybody. Let's go. <laughs> right now. I'm kidding. You didn't fight the dude at Trader Sam's on New Year's Eve. You ain't going to fight nobody. Well, he asked me to come out and I said, no, I don't want to. I actually, I laughed at him. <laughs> I told him no. And he went and sat at the bar and stared at me. I had a good time. Was he wearing a cut though? That's the question. No, but he was like some tool greaser dude like you know Very hair slicked back LA. 70s like wow. yeah like stray cats are coming back around don't you want to go <laughs> shut up i got it on vinyl cool so did my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> um anyway that's the show so look if you guys want to listen to it you can if you want to rate it please go and rate it if you think it's a one rate it a one if you think it's a five rate it a five i honestly don't care but um i i really do think that it was kind of a bad pot it, yeah. me out of it aside if i had just gone through and listened to it i would have i would have got to the end and be like i don't know actually i don't even wouldn't have finished it because yeah. i almost didn't it was yeah. very difficult I didn't yeah, well, but it, and and I, honestly, I, I would be like, this is I don't couldn't. I don't know what this is about. This right, was right. a waste of thirty six minutes. So, uh, like, you know, so I was. Angry. That's what I think. It's my opinion. I was angry listening to how you were cut in and and about all of that. Those same things that you were angry about. But one thing that really upset me about this, um, about listening to this podcast, was when she was talking about the lawsuit, the impending lawsuit. Yeah. She actually admits that she didn't she had, she's talking to her producer on the podcast right and she admits that she didn't look she didn't have any details about 
the lawsuit. I, I, so I heard that, and she and the the, the host, which is weird because like to let your intern do it's most weird. of the narration, and you're the host. You're not yeah, really the host. Like it, it, it it, the whole weird. thing. Said, um, he says that you didn't find any proof of that, or you didn't see any any proof of of what was going, what was alleged in the lawsuit. And she said no because she hung out with them. But it's like, well, yeah, of course you didn't. Because, you're not a you're not a lawyer. Well, you're also, not on it, the trial. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen because you didn't see it actively happening for one day, dummies. Right. Like that's not how life anyway. So this is what I wrote <clears throat> to Sarah in response to uh her uh her show. Uh, hey, Sarah, thanks for sending that link along. I had a chance to listen to it. I am not happy with the way my segment went. To say that I spend a lot of time in the parks is not correct, nor is the comment that I'm intimidated by social clubs. I think that one in particular was uh, way out of context. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to have my comments capped up by Roxy, yada, yada, yada. I've already talked to you guys about that. To put those two comments together like that does not come from a space of reporting, just sensationalism. The premise of the show was to investigate gangs in Disneyland, but it was more about how people get ready to go to the parks than anything else. There was no effort made to interview guests or anyone who's ever had an interaction with unsavory clubs to talk about the other side of the conversation and instead was a piece about this one particular club and how happy they were, how they are a family. Nobody is uncomfortable with that. What makes guests at the park not like the club scene is, well, everything else that we talked about. If you look hard enough, you can find subjects to confirm one side of any argument. And in this case, it was Roxy and her club. I was really looking forward to listening to the show, but I must say I'm pretty disappointed in how it came out. Uh, And then I um, asked her to remove my segment. I didn't want to be a part of the stupid show at all. Um, I don't blame you. And she says, uh, thanks for listening and responding so fully. I really appreciate your feedback, and I'm especially grateful that you took the time to be specific. Whatever. Anyway, she says, um, this is the best part. We just reread the transcript of your interview, and the parts we paraphrased are backed up by quotes. So they admit that they paraphrased, Mm -hmm. but they paraphrased incorrectly. And I don't know how they were able to reread the transcript and still assert that they were telling the truth. So we don't see any factual errors. Um, and then I just went through it again, and I hadn't heard anything else. So that was eight days ago. So, again, listen to the show if you want. If you want to listen to bad podcasts, go for it. <laughs> and uh, let them know that it's terrible, or let them know that you like it. I, I don't really care. Are we done? I was just going to say show me. about, me. about me. this particular podcast. It remind me, reminded me of another podcast that I listen to and enjoy quite a bit, but it also makes me wonder if I can or cannot trust that podcast anymore based upon... Oh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. how this, how these things are edited together. Like, it really makes me concerned about the things that I've enjoyed in the past. Am I just getting true. somebody else's, you know, like... That's kind of why I don't like... I'm kind of disappointed. Like, I, it reminds me of Serial. Like, I'm yeah. just going to say, it reminds me of Serial. And I really... Well, first season. But <laughs> right, that second season was a dog turd, man. Everybody feels the same. <laughs> Jeez, oh, so <laughs> let's rehash something that happened twenty years ago that nobody remembers. Let's go. But and do it really dully. It's just, I, 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 can't, I don't know if I can listen to that anymore. Yeah, and I also don't know if I can listen to that anymore without being reminded of this. In my opinion, <laughs> dog turd. Well, and that's why I kind of like our format of our show. I don't like the pre-recorded, pre-produced stuff. I don't, I don't like it because you don't get the, and, and especially when you're doing reporting. I, I don't know. I feel like if you're reporting, and I'm beating this dog to death, and I, we'll we'll stop after this. But like, if you're if you're doing a report on a thing, mm-hmm. and the person that you quote as your big bad 
says you have actually made errors, wouldn't you have a conversation? I gave her my phone number again. I was like, dude, give me a call. Let's talk about it because you have, you were doing this incorrectly. And they said, no, I moved on. Like that's not, yeah. that's not journalism. That's not, uh, there's no integrity there. Um, so forget about it. I, th- I think that they're, uh, I think they're garbage and they just wanted the headline. That's why they, that's why they named the show gangs in Disneyland yep. and wrote the thing. And that's not, and even in their synopsis, they, they are implying that there's like a twist and a fairy tale ending. No, it wasn't, a, there's nothing fairy tale about it. It was just, it was just, you know, it was fluff. Yeah. Everyone was friends. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. Are we done? I yeah. think so. I was going to do news, but I don't want to. Yeah, we've been going for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you went through that. That sucks. It was dumb because, honestly, <laughs> uh, see, Taryn, I was done, and then uh, you got me started. What what pisses me off even more <laughs> is that not I, I spent two and a half hours of my life with this lady. I did work. For, I did her work in research for her, right. and I recorded my voice and sent it to her. I did her job, and then I'm telling her that what she said was wrong, and she's misinterpreting what I'm saying. She didn't agree with me. She didn't even give me the decency or the courtesy for a phone call. That's ridiculous. That's way. what pisses me off the most. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, oh, also, I told her. I forgot. I forgot about this. I told her I have a social club. Oh, I yeah. told her I started a social club. Actually, I forgot to even play that clip. She laughed at the whole time. I, I told her the whole concept. Yeah. So for then for her to assert that I'm intimidated by social clubs it, it, it is insane because I have one. It doesn't it, it's like I'm too scared to drive, but I own twelve cars. It right. makes no sense. Whatever. Terrible. This has been Ears Up Podcast, everybody. Uh, we're going to do a secret show for November. No, October. 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 Um, I don't have the energy, I think, to like do it on a live stream right now. I'm worn out from being mad. <laughs> but Taryn and I are going to the parks next week. Bev's going to the park next week, too. And Terrence, I think, is going like two weeks. Going. Uh, you guys get back on like a Sunday or a Thursday. I go on Sunday. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. Just two ships passing in the night. <laughs> oh, bummer. The oh. train has sailed. <laughs> so anyway, that'll be cool. So our next show back will be just kind of a trip recap, and, and definitely Taryn and I are going to spend a lot of time explaining uh, how uh, how great it was to go Stop with a kid it. for the first time. No, but I think it will be really interesting for people who are in my position, uh, mm-hmm. our position, uh, who have a kid who are maybe nervous, excited to go to Disneyland, what we did, what we couldn't do, how hard it was, switch past stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yep. We'll run through that. On the next show of Ears Up Podcast. Until then, everyone, we'll see you in the parks.